ready to get real? Do you wish that for once we can have honest and real conversations about sex, relationships, body image, and yes, our mothers? Well then, welcome to the Just Be You RBU podcast, where we can have open and real conversations about life's challenges. I have the world's best and brightest coaches, motivational gurus, and experts. They share with us their knowledge and wisdom so that we can get our sh** together and become the best and most authentic versions of ourselves. I am your host, Danny McDonald, and welcome. Today, I am thrilled and honored to welcome Amy Joy to the podcast. She is a holistic empowerment coach and the founder of One Centered Life. Now, I know you guys can read um, the way that she spells holistic, but it's actually with a W-H-O. So I am so happy to have you, Amy. And maybe we can start off and I can ask you the, the, the question, what does that mean to be a holistic and especially the way that you spell it? Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Danny. Um, I'm so excited to be here also with you. Thank you so much for having me on your um, podcast. So yes, I call myself a holistic um, empowerment coach. And the holistic, the reason why I use WH instead of just the H, holistic um, spelling, is because I think of us as... Um, needing to be whole within ourselves. So I'm really referencing the whole in two ways. Um, there's a saying from like ancient, ancient saying from um, Hermes, uh, like the ancient Greek philosopher. And he says like, as above, so below. So when I say whole, I'm speaking of being whole as an individual, but I'm also speaking about um, our individual selves being a part of a greater whole. So I'm kind of referencing two things at once. And it's all about the wholeness. Um, really filling all of the gaps, all of the missing parts, all of the parts where we don't really honor ourselves and coming to peace with those parts of ourselves, our messy parts, our, you know, things that we're ashamed of, our things that we are, we have unhealed, actually mm -hmm. to heal ourselves um, comes from the, the notion of being whole as well. So that's why I say whole with the W-H-O-L-E. Um, there's definitely a process to becoming whole and that's kind of what I'm here to support women to do that and um, actually there's uh, the, the last part of the wholeness is that yes I use different techniques from all different areas um, uh, meditation like I, I, I like to tell women to honor them their whole self right so mm -hmm. when we do that I think oftentimes we are so like we sort of have like one way of thinking about um, I guess living our best lives or we put our energy into um, like perhaps self-care, but maybe it might be one note. Maybe it might be just the physical aspect like, oh yeah, I have to exercise. But with me, I'm definitely going to um, ask you to honor your mind, body, and spirit. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people actually do do that. Um, 
but it's for me it's like the only way it's like we've got to yes make sure our mind is healthy and functioning on all cylinders what can we do to honor and heal the mind and then what are the things that we can do to honor and heal the body and what are the things we can do to honor and heal the spirit oh, that is so beautiful and i love how you made it so complete right and we're in and we're talking about the whole right the whole mm -hmm. everything almost like a i imagine it to be like like a circle right like and then like like just everything you're healing and i i truly believe in the mind body and spirit part as well so i am um really curious to kind of go back on that feeling of shame because i feel like today's so i just wanted to to talk to amy about um basically how do we create a self-caring uh regimen basically um and not feel guilty about it so that's going to be the topic that uh, of today and kind of feeling that that feeling of ashamed when we go into a self-care um anything you know if we at least for myself as a mom i when i first started doing self-care i felt so ashamed and so guilty about taking time away from my children mm, yes it's definitely I mean, it's so, moms have guilt, right? We, oh my gosh, we carry so much guilt just for, right, doing the basic act of caring for ourselves. Um, it's almost as if we, when we enter into motherhood, we become like, for our beliefs of like being this wonderful mother. So we give so much of ourselves and we forget or um, feel guilty about giving back to ourselves. But I think it's really important, um, especially as a mother, having you know small children or children of any age depend on us that we be in our best um, shape or condition in order to give our best quality care to them. So to not feel guilty, um, it's kind of like, we have to remember our wholeness. We have to remember to um, fill our cup first to be whole, right? Mm -hmm. And then from that um, wellspring, are we able to give kind of from the surplus? So often what that can look like is breaking up your day and taking maybe micro self-care breaks. Um, beautiful things that would be to like honor your mental health and actually cater to your spirituality would be like a five minute meditation break. Um, you and I were talking beforehand that can definitely be done perhaps while you're taking a bathroom break, you know? <laughs> oh, those bathroom breaks are real, girl. I mean, I remember my kids are a little older now. So um, my, my daughter is nine and my son is 12. But I remember mm -hmm. I still have those moments where I'm in the bathroom and thinking that they're going to be shooting like, um, like a ball at the door or like something. And I really that was my me time, right? I sometimes just yeah. shut myself in the bathroom because, you know, it was a constant. So 
I love that. I love just being able to even find a space. And I think that once you get your children um, kind of used to that routine, I don't know, mm -hmm. what do you think? Do you think that it makes it easier to, for them to follow? Or do you think that it's not, it's never going to, you know, it's, it's always going to be hard to find those five minutes? Personally, I think it's all about the setting of the strong boundaries. And I think, like you said, the bathroom is quite the sanctuary where most, in most cases, it might be easy to have um, children learn at an early age to respect, uh, you know, the bathroom door being closed. So I think that it's, I think with, um, you know, repetition um, and conditioning the kids to like, when the bathroom door is closed, well, yeah, they may knock. Um, but, you know, I think that with a gentle, tender, like address of the issue, I think that eventually that they will get the hang of not disturbing mommy while she's in the bathroom. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think that it's pretty cool because like maybe once they start respecting that boundary, um, you can you can evolve your maybe just your toilet break right your five minute meditation on the toilet but you can maybe evolve that to like a self-care bath you know bath time routine or ritual um which is you know luxurious in itself you can make it be as fabulous with rose petals and goat milk or you know crystal bath um as you choose or you could just uh throw some epsom salt in lavender epsom salt is um really refreshing and uh, replenishing helps your muscles to feel really wonderful and relaxed afterwards oh i love that i love that so I just want to address something though, because I know yeah. that as I'm, as being a, um, you know, a stay home mom, right. And having the kids running around. And I know that if, I think that if I would have heard this, uh, message, I would have really like loved it. But in my mind, I still would have been resistant over it because I think that, yeah the idea of, of having a me time, knowing that I'm, I'm responsible for these two human beings to not do anything to damage themselves um, was really hard for me. So what would you, what advice would you give to those moms who are listening in, who are saying, yeah, that sounds awesome, but. Yes. Okay, for sure. <laughs> so I think my advice to those moms is um, depending on, I guess, the magic that you work. But um, so perhaps your me time break also can be just for, you know, mental health and not feeling extremely overwhelmed and anxious, right, about your mm -hmm. kids killing each other or themselves or <laughs> whatever kind of trouble they could get into. Um, okay, you could do a smaller micro break, um, which is deep breathing. Um, if you haven't got time to really separate from your kids, like, you know, with a physical um, and you've got to keep your eyes on them, perhaps uh, maybe 10 seconds to yourself is more manageable and feels a little bit better inside your body. So what I'm suggesting for these 10 seconds is um, 
perhaps you get you can take a seat or you could probably do the standing but seated would probably be a lot more relaxing um closing your eyes for 10 seconds and connecting with your breath taking deep breaths and really just kind of calming your nerves um focusing really just on a, a sense of groundedness focusing on your awareness on where your body connects with the surface um, if you're seated again that's probably your bum to the chair and taking deep breaths and reconnecting just kind of redirect your attention to the inside of your body just for 10 seconds if you can manage that it'll bring a lot of relief um, and stress relief to yourself uh, um, and of course you know if possible it might be a great idea to like have the kids do like a I don't know like a quick busy task maybe you give them a snack um, sit them down to color you know I, of course all kids are different so some may be resistant to my suggestions but you as the mother would know best what could I possibly do you know for 10 five seconds that will distract my kids and I think the snack is a really good one <laughs> that is awesome yes or you know and also getting them involved right because I feel oh. like if if you get them for that 10 seconds involved in breathing and and like knowing like I, I, I also want you to talk about a little bit about what breath um, breath work does because I know that you specialize in breath work um, techniques. Um, but what does it do to the brain? What does it do to the body? And involving the children and, and understanding, it, I think that the most important part as a parent is really understanding that taking time for yourself and taking those moments is not only beneficial for yourself, but it's also beneficial for the children and for our bodies, right? Absolutely. And you're so right. Get the kids involved. Um, especially, I have a few friends who have gotten their kids involved in like meditating from a very early age and they're very able to begin to be in stillness, um, you know, from a lot younger, earlier age. Um, but even if they're not being still, that's okay too, because they're seeing this pattern and they're going to emulate us, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's really important and powerful for them to be able to see us doing that and for them to also be involved. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that might look like in everyone's um, family unit, you know, where we're trying to get maybe a two and a four-year-old to sit down and breathe with us, but it's 10 seconds and then maybe there's a reward at the end. So mm -hmm. that's some motivation. Um, yeah. We <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love that motivation and I love getting the kids involved because as I as my, my daughter gets older, right? And I start thinking about what her life is gonna look like as an adult woman and, and having children and maybe maybe having children if she decides to have children, right? Teaching her something that she can create in her own world so that it, it's not as, as crazy um, as I felt when I was yes. in that role, right? 
Yes. These are definitely the tools, right? These are tools for um, wellness. They're, they're the tools. Right. And so can you talk to us a little bit about the breath work and, yes. and going into that and what the benefits are and, and why we're doing it? Yes, absolutely. So there's several benefits to breath work. Um, you asked me uh, a, a while ago, uh, just a moment ago about also what are the impacts of the breath on the brain. So the impacts are numerous. Um, the increase, well, one thing that we learned in yoga teacher training or even my witnessing in yoga, other people's yoga classes is that the body will go where the breath goes. So the, the body will follow where the breath goes. So for instance, if you calm an erratic breathing pattern, if you are able to regulate your breath um, smoothly and steadily, the body will begin to calm down and relax. Um, so breath is definitely a uh, regulator for bodily functions. Breath also obviously in increases oxygen to the brain, um, releases, this is in the case of breath work, but it, it can release endorphins and it can also power the body. So it just depends on what type or style of breathing that you're doing. There's definitely a lot of um, breath work that is done within yoga. And sometimes that breath pattern can be to build fire and energy within the system. And other times it can be the opposite to really create peace and relaxation. Um, so the breath work that I do specialize in is a three-part breath pattern, which does, um, re like I said, release endorphins from the brain, and it allows the energy in the body to start to flow more freely. Um, oftentimes, we get some energy stuck in our system, uh, like like in our subconscious mind, we'll be carrying around things that we may not have even consciously paid any attention to, um, but some of these things get stored in our system. Those and like other emotions from past hurt or trauma or pain, um, these things kind of sometimes if we don't process them all the way, which you know, of course, as being moms, we may have a tendency to do because of having busy lives and having to, you know, tend to our children and putting our children's needs before ours. We may not be able to have enough time to process um, some emotion right there in the moment when we, when it comes on. So the breath work that I do is a really powerful, wonderful tool that allows us to really clear out old stuck energy and um, feel really revitalized. It helps us to connect more deeply with our own spirit. Um, so our own essence of who we are. Um, I myself have been very guilty of like carrying a lot, around a lot of fear. So it helps me to release that and it helps me to really live fully embodied the way that I was like, that I came here to be and um, really express a lot of my, my love energy and not be so worried about like, you know, people rejecting me or anything like that. So 
it's a awesome tool also. <laughs> I love it. And I love it. Um, I, I, I would love to learn a little bit more um, later on, but my question is, and I know that this is like, it just came up. Um, is it, is this just relatable to moms, right? Is, is this taking care of yourself? Um, and taking some time and the breath work just relatable to moms or is there another group of, of people that can, that should do self-care? Self-care is, I think, necessary everyone. Um, it really just allows us to be our best self in the world. So um, I think if you're interested in, you know, living your best life, you would definitely want to adopt a regimen of self-care. Um, and then, right, that self-care can look many different ways. Um, it's really, I guess, a, your preferences of what you, I, you know, I would look at where you think you're lacking, maybe, um, areas that may need improvement. And that's really where I would go to give the self-care first. Um, you know, maybe you're great. You're already like working out three or four days a week, but, um, you're carrying, I don't know, feelings of grief or anxiety or your workload is crazy and you're a workaholic. So perhaps in that case, um, you know, stuff that helps you to, uh, mitigate anxiety or, you know, deal with stress better, um, those might be your go-to options. So that I would suggest something like meditation or um, yeah, like the anti-stress bath that we spoke about earlier. Um, even the breath work would be helpful because it kind of helps you to cleanse your energy and the stuff that you're carrying around. And actually it does help you get to a really relaxed place afterwards. Right, right. And, and I think the, the idea is to basically slow down. So I know, at, at least for me, um, self-care is really um, not doing so much, right? Because yeah. I'm always making myself busy, right? I have, you know, with the kids and jam-packed and, and creating my business, like it's always and going to the gym and doing my stuff. So some of the things that I do might look like going to the gym, look like self-care, but in reality, um, it's more to like, almost like a to-do list, like, all right, went to the gym, check, right? So I, I feel like, like women who don't understand what self-care really means is, it's basically for me, it's not doing the things that are on the to-do list. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in really removing yourself from your day-to-day -day life. Um, so one thing that could look like is perhaps a staycation, but that you go to a hotel. And this is, of course, you know, sometimes maybe not available to all moms, but if it is something that you're able to do, um, you know, to have a break from the family and like you said Danny maybe not fill your day with activities maybe allow yourself to flow through the day and kind of really tap into your feminine energy and you know go out into the town or um, 
yeah, for a walk or to some, you know, to a cafe for something and then kind of see how the day unfolds, pick up a newspaper, you know, just kind of wing it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, And I want to talk to you about, that's interesting that you say feminine flow. So um, tell me a little bit about the feminine flow um, versus any other kind and what would you call that? Okay. So feminine flow. um, It's great that you're asking about this because I just came off of a retreat, which was all about feminine like leadership. So, but really embodying our feminine energy. So for me, what feminine flow looks like, well, we have our masculine and our feminine energies. Everybody does male and female. So the feminine energy is more fluid and um, it's it's less like it's less shaped and defined um it's more curvy would be a good word for feminine flow um eggy mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's more relaxed and it's it's it, if you think of like a container if you think of um, like a glass of water, right? Mm -hmm. The glass of water would, the glass itself would be like the masculine because it's the structure it's defined and it's, you know, solid. Um, whereas the water would be more like the feminine energy because it's shapeless and it will take whatever shape that the glass is. Um, it's fluid. So it's, it's not necessarily, (laughs) consistent Mm -hmm. and it's great to have a balance of both because of course if you had uh if you had no deadlines no timelines no um uh defined structure of the way things would be then i mean the world would be complete chaos right that would be fully like feminine energy fully embodied like no concrete anything structure so that's probably not the best way to be um and then with all masculine structures like i need this by this time this date um you know it it, for us as women sometimes that can be challenging because we find ourselves forcing ourselves to get things done on those rigid timelines that rigidity is very masculine energy um and when we do that sometimes we compromise um our self-care because it's not our natural way of being so when we embody our natural way of being um we're able to really i think um be at our highest potential energy due to it's not fighting. It's not spending any kind of energy being any other kind of way than we are actually naturally meant to be. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> agree to, yeah, agree to it all. And I love the yeah. explanation because I feel like when I, you know, when I first started to hear about the feminine energy and the versus the masculine energy, you know, when I, um, when I was in it with the kids um, very young, you know, and there's a shift as they get older, right? But when I was in it with the kids very young, I felt um, very feminine, very masculine because it was all about 
time structure, um, getting into like what time the nap time and really being rigid about everything. Right. And as, um, as the time went on, I felt, um, very alone, you know, and I felt very in my masculine and I didn't understand what was going on until I heard the difference between both feminine and masculine. And as soon as I heard that, it kind of clicked and almost self-care became something that was, wow, yeah, like I do need some time for that self-care. Yeah. Um, imagine, yes, with your kids, if your child has a meltdown and you're on your way to a wedding, if you just like are so stuck on being there at that time, I mean, it might not even be your self-care that you're compromising. I mean, maybe you're traumatizing your kid, you know? So it's like, we've got to embody that flow as a feminine woman. And that's the reason why we as, you know, mothers are the caretakers is because we know how to change and embody flow, right? As our children's needs arise and or other members of our families. But yeah, it's all about kind of going, like being very present to the current situation and making adjustments for what comes up in the moment. That's flow. Right. Oh, I love that. I get chills. I get, I got chills when you said that. Yeah, no, I was definitely, at least for the first time, mom, the second one was a little bit way more flowy because it just had to be. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely for my first one, I was very rigid. So I'm I'm happy that um, you brought that up and between the, you know, the difference between the masculine and the feminine. So So tell me, now that we got into this space of, yeah, I need self-care and I'm going to make time for it, Mm -hmm. how do we get past that feeling of guilt? That's a wonderful, that's like the million dollar question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I think it's different for every mother because some some of us are motivated, you know, by pain and some are motivated by pleasure. So it's like we could be motivated that, um, you know, if I do this self-care thing, then I'm going to feel really wonderful afterwards. And like that, and my kids are going to be great and I'm going to be great. And my kids are going to be happy because I'm happy and I'm you know, like I'm now this glowy, shiny beacon in my family and my husband's going to be happy and, you know, everything's a happy day. That's when you're motivated by pleasure. Um, Others of us are motivated by pain. So it's like, I have hit rock bottom. I just can't do this anymore. Now I'm finally going to make a change and I really need to pay some attention to myself. So that's where it's tricky about like um, the guilt that is a associated with not um, tending to our kids' prioritizing our our children's um, needs above ours. Um, Yeah, like I feel like sometimes, so this this is what came up for me too, is trying to find women or moms that 
feel the same way that you do. Because I definitely know that when I'm doing things by myself or even being the, the person that starts it all and just saying like, listen, this is what I did for self-care and this is what happened when I came back, right? Because yeah. I, you know, when I, when the kids were small, um, I, my parents are from, from Chile and I still have a lot of family down there and I had to, um, go away from the kids for two weeks. Right. And my mm -hmm. first instinct before I even like, this is the first time that I was leaving my kids. And, and I think they were like two and like five at the time. Right. Um, and so I, um, I really had a hard time leaving them for that long and in yeah. the struggle of, of, are they going to be okay? Are they going to need something that, that the person who is going to be taking care of them can't provide like on their yeah. mom? Like I know right. children. Right. Um, and when I went away and I came back, like, Oh my goodness, I felt such a shift because first, of course I missed them so much but the quality of what I, uh, who I was as a mom was completely different. Like instead of it being like an every day to day, like almost like Groundhog Day, like day to day, the same thing. It was like, I got to see them for the first time in months. Like I enjoyed doing the things with my children again. Yes. I love that you shared that story, like that testimony, you know, because it's a fact, right? It's, we're definitely going to the quality of our lives and um, of our, that we're, of our children's lives, right? Are, are going to be impacted by us feeling radiant in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, actually, while you were talking, um, I was, I was, I was reflecting on this question a little bit more and a little bit deeper. And for sure, I think that communication is really critical in like our self-care journey. So it's like asking for help. So what you mentioned was having um, your family, right, provide care for your children while you were, um, and while you were uh, fulfilling your self-care. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so that is a wonderful thing, a wonderful resource that, um, that mothers can take advantage of if it's available to them. Um, obviously paid help is also another, um, option if available. Um, the other things that I would say, uh, with communication is, actually asking your family like enlist enrolling your family in hey look I really feel like I have to do a few more like things for myself to make myself better and to be a better mother to the kids like is there any way you can support me in this um, so that might look like them watching the kids but it or it might look like encouragement positive words of encouragement to you um, also community. So again, like with the support theme, um, maybe there's other mothers that are also taking self-care days. Maybe you can organize a group of your mom friends and you guys can, and I know it's 
sometimes very challenging as well with like all of our schedules to actually find the right time and space. But if you can create something like that, you can support each other. And um, that would really, I think, help ease the guilt about needing to take self-care. Um, and actually, um, a friend of ours, Danny, you and me, um, her name is Jasmine Naz. She has a really cool um, mom, mommy, I forget, mother, mom, love society. Yes, we'll link I'll her. <laughs> yeah, yes, we'll, we'll link her. <laughs> Mama Love Society, that's the name of it. But yes, like those are wonderful resources and support groups for us mothers to feel less guilty in um, actually caring for ourselves. Right. And that's just beautiful. No, I think that it's, a, it's a really important that we get into that connection because I, I feel like once we see that other moms are doing it and seeing the benefit from it and then really doing it for ourselves and getting the kids involved in that self-care, knowing that we are a better version of ourselves and we to go back to your to your saying we are whole right we become whole when we take care of ourselves and we we our bodies um we take care of our bodies and we honor it like you honor like you're saying you honor your your mind right you honor your body you honor your spirit and i think that allowing yourself to have that self-care and not going into the spin that we sometimes as moms do, um, you know, um, and, and the guilt that comes along constantly, I think as a mom, but allowing for that to be an honor and an honor, not for you, just yourself, but a teaching to your children how Absolutely. to honor their wholeness as well. Yes, I was so going to say the same. The same thought came to me too at the same time. I was thinking like, right, we're teaching our children um, really methods and techniques of, um, of building self-worth and self-esteem. It's when they see us take care of our self, they intrinsically um, absorb that, that teaching um, or that just that observation um, as, oh yeah, I need to do things for myself too. And I'm, you know, like I'm worth it. And I, you know, it's, it's a beautiful trickle down effect if we implement it the right way and show our kids and include them in the teaching and the learning. Right. So girls that are listening, moms that are out there, do not feel any guilt. We are doing this not for our, not only for ourselves, but for our kids. So that is awesome. I love that. So and if you do feel guilt, talk about it because guaranteed other mothers are feeling it too. And the more you talk about it, the, the more that guilt will kind of start to evaporate. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it all. Um, so tell me a little bit about how anybody can, can reach you or, you know, if they're interested in learning a little bit more about breath work, cause that's really, um, you know, the wholeness is your zone of genius, but I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, your breath work is also like the zone, your zone of genius. 
Yes, it's totally taking off for me. Um, it's a it's a tool that I've been using a lot in my own personal life, and so I really stand by it as a very powerful transformational technique. And yeah, it's definitely a, jo- a zone of genius as well. So if anyone's interested in um, learning more about breathwork and or reaching me, um, just contacting me to work with me. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, I am a holistic empowerment coach. So I do one-on-one coaching as well as run programs and um, various groups from time to time. So my information is, um, you can visit me at my website. I'm at www.onecenteredlife.com. Um, and also my breathwork workshops are at the link shortener bit.ly. So bit.ly backslash breathwork with no vowels, B-R-T-H-W-R-K. Okay. That's awesome. And, and I'm also going to link, um, everything in, in the, uh, the episode. Um, you know what I found really interesting when I was looking through your stuff, because I did a little bit of stalking on your page and just, you know, getting to know each other a little bit more and seeing how amazing you are in all your work. Um, I was really interested in the, um, the different things that you bring up for the name of your company, like the One Centered Life. If you could just dig a little bit deeper into that and just um, just how you came up with the name. Oh, yes, I'd love to. <laughs> um, so it's funny because, so it's the name of my business, right? But like, I barely ever get to talk about it and what it means. Um, and it really does carry so much meaning to me. Um, so I guess I'll start from the top. Uh, I came up with it because... Like I myself had sort of gone on a spiritual awakening and path and journey. And I really began to understand like our oneness as um, uh, like the saying that I mentioned at the top of the podcast as well, uh, as above, so below. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm this individual, but I'm really also a part of a greater whole, like not even like we can take that whole to different levels of um, inclusivity. So it could be like I'm one in a whole amongst other humans, or it could be like all of life or planet earth. Um, But everything that we do on an individual level really does impact others um, throughout the rest of the world. And like all of life, obviously we know with our, consumption of like plastics and you know use of like I don't know fossil fuels and aerosols and stuff like we're impacting and hurting mama earth so um that's an important I guess relationship to really be conscious of and be aware of I'm also really into astrology and then so that the as above so below like the oneness still applies there because it's like this these really um you know, far out there celestial bodies really relate and govern and like, um, you know, uh, influence the way we as humans act, the energy in the, you know, the heavens impacts us. So um, it's really talking about like how connected we all are and even within ourself, right? So maybe the human body, right, is the whole, right, in this case. But we have these, uh, 
organs and cells that like a cell could be counted as an individual. So if I take care of my cells, um, then, you know, that same as above, so below philosophy can apply that, you know, if I'm really caring for myself and the various many micro parts of myself, then the whole is impacted and the whole becomes, you know, um, a lot healthier and ideal. So that's the one and the one centered life. Um, the centered is really the core, I guess, component of the whole world. I mean, I'm sorry, the whole um, name of my company, One Centered Life, because it's about the individual. It's about it's about us becoming centered, um, very deeply connected with our core essence, who we came here to be, um, you know, knowing exactly who we are and operating from our core, from our truth, from our authenticity, that is being centered, not being swayed by external influences, people, situations, no, be centered within yourself. Um, and then life, of course, we, we want to honor, we want to honor all life because we are a part of a whole, but we're also living this thing called a life. So it's like about one centered life is becoming centered within your own existence. Then applying like these principles of honoring yourself, um, that you have basically, that's how you become centered is like honoring yourself and really connecting to your own personal wholeness and then applying them to the whole. So that's um, becoming, realizing your oneness and then honoring this thing that you came to live this life. <laughs> so live a centered life, one centered life. That is just so beautiful. Um, I absolutely felt like I was in a, a meditation zone. So yes, I, oh, I love it all. I love it. I love it all. So um, I really um, want to encourage people to really go check out, um, you know, her website, Amy Joy. Um, I really loved um, your blog and I, I was just checking out one of your blogs that I, um, I was reading and it's basically, um, the title of it was I dance on the surface, but I had to go deeper and how beautiful is that? Right. So the idea of, of doing self care, the idea of allowing yourself not to feel guilty and the idea that that self care is really something that is so beneficial for, for ourselves, for our well being, for our wholeness. Um, and doing the breath work is just um, an added, something added to just center um, us into, into that wholeness. Danny, I also have a free breathwork video for your listeners. If they'd like to try breathwork, um, they can go to my website that we have linked below and they can actually just put in their email address and try out breathwork. It's a, like a, I think it's about 10 minutes of breathing, but the total video gives an explanation, a more in-depth explanation of what it is um, up front. And then there's a note in the comments where if you just want to do the breathing, you can skip ahead to this point. And it's, yeah, they can try it out for free and see if they like it and if it's something they want to do and if they want to work with me more. 
That is awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm sure that the listeners are going to, um, you know, after after we talked how amazing um, having the breath work and, and the benefits, I'm sure that they're going to link on and, and get, their, um, get their breath work in. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Amy. All right. And with that, I am just going to sign out and just wishing everybody um, that is listening, hoping that everybody understands where self-care comes from, that it's not something that is really um, a form of, of selfishness, but it's a form of love um, and allowing for that love to really generate within ourselves and, and, and spread and spread the love to other people. Um, as always, I love you guys. Thank you so much, Amy, for being on the show. Um, thank you so much for listening. And, you know, my message is always the same. Just be you or be you. Have an amazing day until the next time. Bye-bye.